before I go off half cock, yeah. I gotta find the these like hundred and sixty nine dollar gloves I bookmarked because are they magic? They're apparently they're magic gloves. I don't know that it was come to Jesus, but yeah, we could talk about that. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. And I'm Todd Walbert. And we're going to just name the, rename the show The Two Todds, I apparently, because <laughs> Paul Coletti quit and Meg's out on a f- assignment and Gary's at a fire on Osco Road in Bufu Nowhereville. Yeah. Not that all the people all our listeners on osco road yeah at what like you know those rural addresses where it's like one two eight four seven eight nine mm-hmm. two one eight it looks more osco like road. A, yeah a gps point than the, a, yeah. yeah so it's just us folks so if you were looking for the handsome paul coletti he's not here yeah. he, he quit and he'll uh let us know when he wants to come back and do the podcast when he's not so busy with his baby and or his freelance business there you go um but anyway uh we thought it's really cold outside here in the quad cities in moline illinois in the heart of the midwest the home of john deere tractor and we have to take pictures when it's cold and i know every photographer probably has to deal with this uh what the hell to put on your hands yeah Yeah. and i have five pairs of gloves in the back seat (laughs) of my car as i toy with this problem yeah it's 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 a it's a kind of a constant and uh, I think it was compounded when iPhone touchscreens came out. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden we had to do that stuff too. Um, and I know I've gone through, I don't know, probably literally like 10 pairs of those uh, things that promised me that I'd be able to use my iPhone and me. Yeah. And I have a, I got, the, I have the iPhone 6 and then I have this, a Spigen case, which I, I really like my Spigen case, but I, it, it doesn't cover the screen. So I bought a glass uh, protector screen. I forget who makes it. And um, they're not a sponsor, so I'm not going to say their names. Of course, speaking isn't either. But anyway, um, and uh, I, I find that the, the, at least that kind, the glass kind, is mm-hmm. causing me problems with the with the touch gloves. Because I have, I have a pair of North Face touch gloves. I have a pair of... Um, Oh, I forget the name. I just bought them. Yeah. Um, and I've got those. And, you know, in the store they were working good. And then when you're out in the cold, maybe not so much. And so, um, you know, I also bought a pair of uh, uh, Duluth work gloves. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait a minute, what's the name of the company? Duluth Trading? Duluth Trading company. Duluth Trading. Hey, if you need some underwear, folks. Some classic. Yeah, some great underwear there. But that's a podcast for another day when it's a little warmer out. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the possibilities are too yeah. many. Anyway, so the uh, Duluth Trading, and I said I got them, and they're insulated work gloves, and they are literally insulated work gloves. If you're going to work on your car or you're going to work in the field, I right. mean that's exactly what they were designed to do. They almost have, you know, that 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 sticky stuff with the the gravelly um, like skate tape. Yeah, skate tape. It's like the palms of the gloves are skate tape which is completely not conducive to holding a camera while you're, you know, when it's really cold outside. Mm-hmm. And I said to my wife, as we were walking the dogs and I was wearing them, I'm like, Hey, you know, she's like, well, how are your new gloves? And I'm like, Oh, they're pretty good. You know, I don't think I can wear them for work. And she says, well, isn't that what you bought them for? They're work gloves. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Exactly, honey. I'm going to wear them for work. Yeah. You know, so they're they they're in the garage so that if I have to go do something outside, you know, and they're durable as hell. I mean, they're great gloves. They're just not made to hold a camera when it's 20 right. below outside. Right. Um, so I've got. I went to Active Endeavors. is a local place um, that sells all sorts of North Face and all that kind of you know high end ski you know outdoor stuff. And I bought black diamond, and I call them, I don't know what the technical name for them, but I call them flip mittens, so that you, or Tony, one of our reporters calls them strangler gloves. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And the fact that he calls them strangler gloves worries me. Yeah, Um, that he's thought about it. But anybody who's listening that knows Tony, Brian Kranz, will know that that's not that weird. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I have to take a sip of something hot here. Hold on. We both have colds, if you don't know. That's right. That's why we sound like uh, yeah. two really bad Kathleen Turner impersonators. Yeah, right. Al Green is that? The... Al Green. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, if I sounded like Al Green, that'd be awesome. Be right. yeah. yeah, but I don't. I sound. I yeah. sound a little like you know a nasally uh, Kathleen Turner impersonator in Florida. Um, but anyway, um, in referencing the birdcage. But anyway. Um, so I bought these, and uh, my intention was to wear my North Face um, liners underneath them, and that's really worked out really well. Mm-hmm. And then if you take one of those heat, you know, those Insti heaty pads that you you can buy, hot hands. And if you you know, like Walmart's got a bag of ten for five dollars or something at this time of year. You, you know, when you know you're going to something cold, you rip one open, put them, and you I tuck them in. The, I don't put them in the palm of the glove, or at least I. I did have it yet, but um, I put them in in the flippy part where the mitten part goes over your fingers. But the key to these is the thumb is covered. I don't need my thumb exposed. Yeah, you know I can pinch with two fingers. You know, kind of do it the peace sign thing. I mm-hmm. can, if I need to pinch on my own if, on my iPhone to do something, I can pinch with two fingers. I don't need my thumb. I used to have a pair of these years ago, and they had a split in the thumb, mm-hmm. so that you could get your thumb out and and. And there's nothing, the cold air that goes through that little slit makes your thumb twice as cold, you know, as if your thumb was exposed. But anyway, so what are you using? Well, see, I'm not using anything that I like. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the the problem. Yeah. I've got, um, my favorite pair of gloves are these, uh, they're like rag wool. I think they're Fox river gloves. They're like nine bucks a pair. And I buy cheap gloves because I lose them because I'm pulling one off to operate a camera and I'm stuffing the glove like underneath my under armpit or whatever, and it goes bye bye. Um, and it, the the it it has the little gription bumps. I call them gri- yeah. the little rubber balls on the. If they're the not fixed. called gription bumps, they should be they called should gri- be, gription think, bumps. Yeah, somebody owes me money. Um, but the uh, the problem with a wool glove, I mean, it's, it does wonders as far as warmth goes. Um, but the problem is, is the little fibers that make it warm wants to get everywhere in your camera it wants to yeah it wants to go underneath the rubber things and uh when your hands are are close together they somehow manage to pinch you know and it's i I have this little weird wrestling match with my fingers on the camera so it's not a good a a real good solution to my problem and it's i had you turned me on to a pair of these the finger gloves for the iphone um thing and and they were decent. They were I don't know some sort of synthetic material, um, but they had like a liner on the inside, and mm-hmm. it was not. It, I don't know. It, it wasn't like sewn together to the outside. Oh so yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Inside would, you know, it's and it was very technically uh, didn't work very well. But my solution right now is I've got a pair of the mechanics gloves. 
Right. Um, and the problem is they're not warm. No. They're, they're meant for, to protect your hands against grease and junk and stuff like right. that. And, um, and they'll do, you know, they'll do okay to, you know, 20 degrees, but you know, as long as you're not going to be out in a while, but it's, I've got a pair of those gloves that the, the hunting flip type gloves and they, they, I think that's probably the best solution, but you, it's still not perfect. There's still no. No. And speaking of the perfect solution in in the process of searching the internet, which I have not to do, the, I, I came across this product uh, made uh, somewhere in Europe. It's number, it's, this glove is number one in Europe, apparently. But it is a hundred and ninety-eight dollars and thirty-eight cents. Hey, honey, I bought some really expensive gloves today, and then I lost them. That I'm probably going to lose. Right, and they're called Heat Three Smart Full Leather, and they and then they have the Heat Three Smart, and then they have the Heat Three Special Force, and then they have the Heat Three Soft Shell. Now the price drop between okay, so you go from, and these gloves, I mean. Are, you know, pardon my language. These gloves are the shit, man. I mean, these, yeah. these, these cover your, um, these uh, gloves cover your hand, and then you can flip back, and then it's got a zipper compartment, and and they show you the pictures on the website of all of these like military guys using them in the like you yeah. know Force Ten from Navarone. <laughs> you know, if these guys, if 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 Richard Burton had been dropped in the you know behind the lines in 2015. He'd have been wearing these these heat threes, but uh, they, you know, I mean, these are like military grade gloves. Yeah. And then they go, um, uh, they go uh, down to 154, and they're not as they don't have as many things. And then they drop to 132, mm-hmm. and then they drop off the planet to 54, and then to 43. And those are like just wind gloves. And then there's the the 32 fleet 32 dollar fleece kind and. And then they're selling me leather balm for ten dollars. I think I can afford the leather balm, yeah, but I don't have the gloves. That's within. Uh, but it, it is amazing that that how I don't think anybody's really come up with the perfect photographer glove, like daily photographer glove. Yeah. I mean, these are Antarctica. I'm shooting polar bear gloves. Right. Right. And there's probably there has to be some sort of middle of the road you know, solution. And I think, you know, you earlier you were talking about the military and there's a lot of hunting. I mean, I find a lot of, uh, you know, when I I'll look for stuff because hunting, you have to do things, manipulate guns and such right. in cold weathers. And, um, it seems like there's so little overlap on what we've got to do. And I don't, you know, I mean, it sounds a lot of times like, like we're kind of whining about stuff, but it's, you really don't know <laughs> how frustrating this is when yeah. you're, you know, and especially if you have to sit out in the cold. That's, yeah. That's I mean, if you're waiting, I mean, Gary, I just ignored Gary's phone call from the fire. So either <laughs> Gary got a fire picture or he didn't. Um, but he, uh, or anyway, when you're out at a fire, I mean, you're standing still. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you're, mo- I mean, obviously you're not standing perfectly still but you move around a little bit and you're you know and the blood tends to settle it's not like when i'm skiing yeah. you know i have my ski gloves and then you got the blood rolling and the you know and it's and you you stay warmer because you're moving excuse me you're you're you know you're photography especially if you're on the sidelines or something i was thinking oh, about yeah. those guys and that what made me think about this topic was watching the guys and gals in the photography business and covering that minnesota viking game oh man yeah you know Damn, that that, that's just cold. Just brutal. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I can't decide which is worse, twenty below zero or with with the windshield or rain. 
Yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know because I mean, if, if you I know rain pick. covers are great, but right. you can't. They don't, they it it blows warm. your concentration. Yeah. Your you know like oh Just I got to gotta keep the gear dry. Your workflow stinks. Yeah, you know um, you know chimping with those you know after a oh. while even you know think tank makes a great cover but it's still that plastic gets foggy oh, yeah. and you know Instantly. and i and the thing with me when i when i shoot and i've got a face mask on is that i must have extremely hot breath uh, wow i'm full of hot hair go figure moisture um and so that i end up um you know the fog i fog up my eyepiece just breathing mm-hmm. and uh you know so well, and I, I wear glasses on top of it. Oh yeah. So uh, last weekend, I shot a photo in a in a local bar here that was it was just colder than heck outside, and uh, and the bar was filled with hot warm, strippers. No people. I'm sorry. I wish no. Um, but they were cowboys. Um, that's another story. cowboys drippers. Cowboy strippers. But they. Uh, but it was a, it was a really warm, moist place, and and walking into that. You know, forget the cameras fogging up. My glasses fogged up for ten minutes. You know, yeah. it's like uh, I'll be with you in a second when I can see again. That's right. <laughs> but um, so that yeah, that so the glove things is a constant. It's sort of I mean it, it it you only think about it this time of year because it's and you kind of we've had such a mild winter that it yeah, kind of snuck been, up on me because yeah. I you know I just had a pair of liners in my car and a pair of mechanic gloves and I was you know off to the races and then all of a sudden it got bitter ass cold. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have a good plan because I've I've gone through a lot of the touch gloves. Oh yeah. Like I bought I bought into that technology early. North Face made one, and it had a like they're trying to ergonomically make it into the glove mm-hmm. as opposed to the original ones, which had a, like a silvery tip. Yeah. And so, and then with the glass cover, I don't know that I need to. I maybe might need to find a different protector for my for my screen for my phone because it's just not. You know, I'm not able to, to operate it in the cold mm-hmm. and uh, you, the way I want to. Do you ever have problems when your hands are physically cold? It won't register on the screen, especially since I've got this glass, glass screen cover. over. It yeah. might be that be my my issue too. But I can't like how many times I try to answer a phone and it won't it won't recognize the swipe. You know? Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming it has to do with blood flow, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if it's heat or whatever. Hey, somebody from Apple, call us yeah. and tell us what's wrong. Yeah, what's going on there? The um, Years ago, when the Mallards had won, the local hockey team had won the, the championship <laughs> in Flint, Michigan. It was early in the world of digital. and um, So I bring this, this, I forget what they were called, the NC2000. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just this behemoth of a digital camera with this hard drive that was hotter than hell. And you pulled it out <laughs> and we popped it in this. And we didn't have Mac computers then. We had some old ThinkPad. And mm-hmm. so you throw it in the ThinkPad and, you know, the squirrels in it were yeah. working hard and to get it up to power. And I remember I was so, like, the blood and the and everything and the energy was just like through my body that I had to have somebody else for a while operate the little ThinkPad, little rubber mm-hmm. mousy thing that was on there was no a little joystick yeah, yeah a little joystick because it wouldn't work with me because whatever <laughs> electricity was running through my my body at the moment of like you know you come up from the ice and you're like and you're gonna get on me you gotta make deadline blah, 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 blah. and it's like i can't operate the computer <laughs> so anyway so uh, yeah. anyway yeah. not a good it was not a good advertisement for thinkpad right or think are they think pads think pads yes think ibm so. thinkpad what a piece of crap computer that was. <laughs> Jesus. 
Well, the whole thing was a piece of crap. I mean, the idea now that you know the you know we could talk we could transition into the new Nikon. Nikon's big release. I gotta have me a D five hundred. Yeah, I gotta have me one. I was looking at the specs last night. You know, yeah, I I, I got to have me one. It's like if anybody needs a kidney, I'm ready to up, <laughs> get up with the kidney and and go. My wife probably wouldn't be too big on that, but the, I don't need. You know, I'm not covering enough sports on a daily basis to need a D5. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for the kind of assignments that I'm shooting on a daily basis, you know, be it politics or be it portraits or be, you know, the occasional sporting event. I don't, and it's a lot of what you're shooting. Right. I don't, the D5 is sort of like taking an Uzi to hunt rabbits. Well, you know, if you were sending me to Iraq or Afghanistan or someplace oh, where damn, I thought, yeah. you know, um, yeah, maybe I don't want to go there with a plastic body, but. And I don't even think the D five hundred. No, it's all alloy. I mean, it's they've even made the um, and it's weather sealed too, right? Yeah, it's got the. (laughs) It finally got like the D eight hundred and the D seventy two hundred, which I both love. Mm. Um, has the flippy flash thing. Yeah. God, I hate that. Yeah. Why they put that on the D eight hundred? I will have no idea. I mean, there's no need for it. I don't think anybody who was buying a D eight hundred needed the flippy flash, the the built in flippy flash. First of all, if you have a 17 to 55 on the front of that lens with a shade, the flippy flash casts a shadow a on shadow. your subject. Yeah. It's a boy. I mean, any professional using that camera is not going to use it mm-hmm. with the flippy flash. I actually have gaffer, small pieces of gaffer tape that have my tape down. down on all my cameras because it's a stupid addition to a camera. It's, and it really doesn't. You know, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, putting a bike rack on an Indy 500 car. You know, it, yeah. it's just really, you're never going to, No, you're never, I don't know. And the ISO performance too, that, you know, I'd be curious as to how often that flash would even get used in the hands of an amateur. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the, I don't know, but it, yeah, we're complaining about things. But I, it's, I had a question for you. Now, the, the D810 is a full frame, right? I believe so. Okay. Because the D the eight hundred is a full frame. So between the five hundred and the eight hundred, you still you're you're all in on the five hundred. I'm all in the five hundred because especially for what I would use it for the mm-hmm. the eight hundred I I use primarily for portraiture and and mm-hmm. um and video right and the D eight hundred or the D five hundred will be you know it's ten frames a second optimally yeah um. That's more than the what you're getting with a D three hundred S, less than what you're going to get with a D fi- with a D five. Right. It's right, right, kind of right below or right at what a D three is. Mm-hmm. Um, the spec, the, the 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 YouTube videos that I've watched on it seem um, like man, this thing's hot to trot. And the other thing is, I believe, and I could be wrong. Feel free to send me an email. The 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 four K video. Recording time is longer on the D500 than the D5. Hmm. So they skipped right over the 400 because right. they wanted the two cameras to be, um, you know, they're synced. They have the same processor that I understand. And mm. um, but man, that 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 D5 that is that is a beast. I mean, yeah. it better be for almost seven grand. But yeah. it it is an unbelievable piece of equipment, and um, it's going to give. You know, Canon a run a run. They you know Nikon's back in the game with a pro camera, just the way they were when they released that D4. I mean, the yeah. D4 was like, hey man, we're back, and then they didn't do anything. Yeah. And then now they've got the D5, which is you know 
for all intensive purposes, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, I've not hold, held one, but I've been reading a ton about it. And and the but that D five that D five hundred, and I like the 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 fold out screen mm-hmm. because think about how many times you've hailed Mary at a political event. Oh yeah, yeah. and you you flip that screen down so you're like click 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 click. Right. I know exactly what I'm hail marrying over the tops of all these TV guys. Mm-hmm. You know blah 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 blah. I got the shot. You know one you're gonna have less of having to. You know, Hail Mary, you know, how many times have you panned up while having your hands yeah. over your head and you've panned up and panned down while firing, hoping that in yeah, somewhere gonna, in there you're going to get it? Spray and, and pray. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this, so you've got that. And then when you're shooting video, having that screen bend out and go low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's huge yeah. to be able to look in that viewfinder from behind from up above to look into that screen right. now you're going to need to be more careful with the camera than you would be with the d5 because you're gonna i mean you could i'm sure you could you know go to iraq and beat the shit out of a d5 and the d4's got that screen i mean mm-hmm. you know you're more moving parts so you're you know you're gonna have to take care of it and that's you know it's sort of along the same thing as that d7200 that i have damn that you know that and we were gonna we're gonna do an episode when we get some more people in here that to do what we bought in 2015 mm-hmm. that we loved and that that is my primary along with some I think some really cool light modifiers that people might want to know about that you know that maybe they don't know about but um, but that D7200 there's so much in that camera and I I find myself gravitating to using it in bad light situations because yep. it just seems like the the meter gets it. Yeah, it just gets it. You know, I, I mean, my D eight hundred just went in for repair today um, to Nikon to NPS to to um, I cracked the top LED screen and then, um, but it was having power issues, so mm. that it would just stay on. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm back to using the D three hundred S and the and the D seventy two hundred and. You know, unless I've got to switch between lenses, meaning you know I've got to got to go wide to long, wide to long, wide to long, and not have time to pull a lens off something, you know, I'll be on I'll be on the seventy two hundred until the eight hundred comes back, just simply because I just I just love that camera. It's once I got over the fact that we talked about this last week. Once I got over the fact that it it's kind of puny. Yeah. I mean, it it does. I mean, you put it next to a D five, or you're standing there with a guy who's shooting a Mark II or whatever the hell the Canon's latest you know, hot to trot camera is, um, you know, it, it looks pretty amateurish from a, from a, from a just standing next to a guy standpoint, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not covering the Super Bowl with it. I'm yeah. covering Ted Cruz or whoever. And, and, um, those guys coming through town. Cause this is, we're at the hotbed of the Iowa caucuses here on the Mississippi river on the other yeah. side of, and we're going to have to have a, I think we're going to have to call some guys at the register. Maybe they'll come on the podcast to talk about, um, and this is me tell, saying this because I know a couple of them listen yeah. that maybe they will volunteer after they hear this <laughs> podcast to want to come on and um, and talk about the Iowa caucuses and what it's like to cover. Oh, you know, you got the Register and the Gazette are doing completely awesome work. But anyway, that's an aside. But you know, I'm not covering the Super Bowl with a D7200. Right. But if I, but you know, anything else, I don't see. I mean, for what you're paid for it, well, like twelve hundred dollars? Are yeah. you kidding me? That's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. And now you were gonna go. You talked last week about the the, the like maybe increasing your Fuji yeah. platform, but now this D five hundred has kind of made you. We were t- trading text messages last night, and your your Belgian soul is starting I, to come yeah. back. Yeah, my here's my my 
I Fuji's done a lot of really interesting and exciting things, and I think they're probably going to be a force to be reckoned with. But and they've just released two new cameras too. One was uh, the X2 Pro, um, and uh, another thing. And they, they've they're kind of going the route of the rangefinder, which I think is kind of an interesting thing for maybe a backup camera. Um, but and this is you know we're kind of encroaching on my uh, my my spiel for the uh, stuff we bought in in last year. Um, but my the X it's a tease. T- this is a tease. This a tease. is what they okay. call you in the I radio like biz. Yeah. This is a tease. Yeah. So um, I really like my X100T. But when I have to have the shot, I it's not the camera I reach for. It's my Nikon. And um, for me, physically, I've got big hands. Uh, you know what that I'm, means, folks. <laughs> that's right. Um, it's so not right, but, uh, they, uh, <laughs> but I've got big hands and I was never clamoring for a smaller camera experience. I don't know who that guy is, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a weird, you know, who, who wants smaller cameras who, you know, I'm not, I, I, they're not heavy. Who's, who's complaining about their weight? I don't know, but yeah. it's, um, so anyway, I, and, and the, the D 500 for me, uh, when I read those specs, and I'll tell you, I the idea of a D five. If I if I had money to throw around, and I don't. But if I if I had money to throw around, I'd love to get a D five. But oh yeah, just just because I'm going to, I've got all uh, FX lenses, all full frame lenses. So it's going to be, I'm going to have to deal with that crop factor on the D five hundred, which isn't a deal breaker by any stretch. But uh, I won't be able to get real wide on it. That's the only thing, unless I I go crazy and go buy some kind of. You know, like a you know, it's and I even thought about it, like a thirty-five two eight or something like that. So. Yeah, I I just it, for me the uh, the I need to get I have I have some FX lenses. Mm-hmm. I don't have an well. If I put a twenty-four on it, then I have an FX twenty-four. Right. Um. But I you know like my zoom the seventeen it was a seventeen to fifty-five seventeen to fifty-five yeah. is a is a DX lens. Mm-hmm. So when you put it on the eight hundred, I'm looking through that square. Yeah. And um, so you've essentially got a twenty-eight to seventy, right? And factor. so when you're when you're uh, looking through the viewfinder, and that was weird that the was way weird. the lights just yeah. came on. It was almost like I had an idea. I know um, that the um, that the uh, that the, you're looking through that square, and it's a it's a learned visual because when we were shooting, Todd and I had to team up to shoot this gigantic photograph of 200 oh my Catholic kids in the Boy, shape of a cross. Does that, 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 made, a, that, does that really explain <laughs> it? That the kids were, were shaped like a cross. The kids were formed a cross in the church as I stood up and Todd wrangled from below. But when I was looking through the viewfinder, I had to remember that I was using the 800 at you know, like shooting raw at right. the biggest frame so that this thing could be blown up. But um, for what the they're paying us to do it for, but they the um, but I had to make sure where my bottoms and my tops were because when you're looking through that camera with the lens I was using, there's there's roomies on yeah. the edge. And so you when I first started, I was like, oh, I've cropped off those kids' feet. Oh, wait a minute. All right, now I got to yeah. remember. You know, put well, myself back into the using it with that, but then you switch to the D seventy two hundred, which is a DX camera, and then everything's there. Right. <sighs> well, and, and my issue with uh, because it's for, you guys don't know what we're talking about when you put a a, a DX. Oh yeah, we got, got kind of techy on an there. FX body, a full frame body. Uh, the the way it it solves that problem is the the lens is giving you less than what the sensor size is for an image. So it, there's a it's like it's like looking through a porthole within 
you know the right the, the, the viewfinder and uh, my issue with that is and I've, I've caught myself in trouble if you're shooting in low light and the reason it's the the box that you're gonna get is lit very well but there's still visual image it's just darkened around the right. around the outside and if you're shooting in a low light environment anyway like a Catholic church made out of wood right um, it's really easy. It's it's hard to see where one box ends and one box begins. Yeah, so that was kinda, my problem. Yeah, it's not it's not as I don't know. It's not as intuitive as it might sound. But um, but yeah, that's I mean that's one of the things you have to look out for. And uh, that shoot was that's probably a podcast topic in itself. Man. Yeah, but yeah. It, they haven't, and they still we did we gave them thirty seven frames, and they haven't picked one yet. So we're still we're still waiting for them for the the the. Uh, for the school to pick one, but those are the assignments. That, yeah, well, you know what? We should have had somebody film us doing this because it there's it, it took I don't know what al- ten adults to wrangle oh, yeah. two hundred elementary kids. to junior high school kids. Right, and you have to for, for, if you guys think of like what a marching band does on a field. Uh, Todd was up on the balcony of this church, which is. I don't know, probably one of Moline's oldest. Maybe, yeah, I'm guessing yeah. here. It's a c- c- classic it's a old Catholic, beautiful yeah, Catholic church. church. The pews are a, a real dark mahogany color. The altar and the, all the that stuff is uh, dark mahogany. Um, not a lot of light. Not a lot of light. And the church itself is built in the shape of a cross, which is also does some kind of interesting light things. Um, so, but we we arrange these kids in the the shape of a cross. Uh, they were wearing red, so it's. I mean, it's it's going to be a cool image when when they get done with it. Um, but we had it was, to yeah, we had to light it with two. Well, there are two four. Well, there, two two white lightning zap one thousands, and then you had two two AB eight hundreds two AB eight hundreds alien V eight hundreds. They were cranked, and then we had to dial back the boy. Those I'll tell you, my old white, my old white lightning Dang. zaps, man. Those things are still got the juice in them. Yeah, they um, still. And so we lit, you know, we lit it with that. But what, the funny thing about it is that you know you tell people, every photographer who's listening to this, and I guess any manager of people or anybody who's ever to deal with people and tell them what to do. You, you, we gently asked them to like all the older, taller kids needed to be in the back, and then the the younger, shorter ones as they came forward to the camera, so that everybody's face was visible. And what do elementary school teachers do when they bring children into a room? They sit them down, yeah. they because they want them to behave. And so what we ended up with was a lopsided cross at one point, because the older kids came in on one side of the church and the younger kids came in another door, so that the 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 middle was okay of the of the, the the straight up and down, but the cross sections was we had all elementary little short elementary yeah. school kids up on one side, and then I I showed the picture to our ad director and the and the uh, and the principal of the school. And I said, uh, we're gonna need to do some switching, and so they're like, oh my god! I mean, it literally the 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 taller kids were a good like <laughs> foot taller, so that the cross was this weird kind of like Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. symbol. Yeah. It was very weird. <laughs> and then and then so then um, we got that kind of figured out. And then we still had like a little bit of a height problem. So the way to solve that was the optical illusion was that all of the tall kids had to take a step forward so their shins hit the pew, hit the, 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 the front. Their weights were on the back of the pew. And all the little guys had to take a step back so that their calves were on the back. So that now they were even that they if you were looking at them from down below they were uneven but from up above 
they appeared to be yeah. at the same height. And that was the, the little bit of visual trickery that we had to employ at the last minute. But um, And yeah. all, all of this is going on from a conversation that's happening from a balcony of a church to the floor of the church. So you can imagine, yeah. while, while the, the, the murmurings of 200 school children are going on, uh, it was it was it was a long morning. Would you have wanted to do it with public school children? No, no. And that's I you know that's you know I my kids went to public schools. Nothing against. Public I went to schools, public school too. But, uh, these kids, uh, you know, there's I don't know. They, they, sna- they snapped. Bit of and, well, they yeah. snapped to attention. Well, didn't it hurt that we had two priests in the photo too? Did that not was, help. Yeah, that, did it, not hurt. Yeah, yeah it's that father, father, a. Yeah. Send that kid to hell real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had the uh, we had the uh, the principal did a fabulous job of like because she knew all the kids' names. Yeah. I'm like that was crazy. they're all wearing red. Okay, so, so I at one point said the kid in the red on the end, <laughs> and then it, after it came out of my mouth, I'm like, gee, that was the dumbest thing I've said in a while. And they you know they all look up at you like. You're a moron, and you don't want to be that guy. No. You know? And, you know, visually, I did not think going into this, because we had talked about it briefly right. uh, about a month ago, I had not really thought about the height difference, because you're talking like four feet, like from the tallest kid to, yeah. you know, who I assume is in, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade, to the shortest kid who's in, you know, first grade or kindergarten. I don't think there were kindergartners there, but they're talking like three or four feet. Like it was, yeah. it was really it was significant. Yeah, substantial. And I, I don't know why I just assumed we'd be dealing with pretty close to the same height. My, my, my favorite moment in the entire process was we got there. Uh, there was a mass going on when we got there. So we had to set up in the foyer so that when the mass was over, we, walked our lights in and plugged them in and got them set up and started to test and whatnot. But just before that, Todd turned to one of the people from the school and said, did you guys rehearse this? And she looked at him like, no, why would we rehearse this? It's like, and Todd's like, looks at me like, I think they should have rehearsed this, yeah, you know, that. but anyway, it, it all worked out, you know, 830 to 11, you know, nobody got hurt. Nobody got sent to nope. jail or or hell or whatnot so but anyway those are just kind of you know it's not all fires and candidates and and sports and whatever sometimes the ad department has a big account and they need a really cool photo shot and we at this level of i mean i don't think guys at the tribune are shooting kids and crosses and whatever i mean i'm assuming that that they've got other people to do that or they hire an ad agency to do that or whatever but you know it you know the you know five person staff four person staff you've got a these are the kind of things that occasionally we have to do, and, and yeah. it was fun and educational, and um, it reminded me why I bought my my big ass plug in lights. Yep. Yep. You know those those. I mean Paul Buff. As you know, a, yeah. five stars to him. Yeah. As as a technical exercise, it's interesting to think. I mean, we you know we were able to light evenly, pretty much the an entire church. Right. With four. And the Big interesting lights. thing is that, and I figured it out when I was taking tests while you were wrangling, was you have the the predominantly the kids were white, and they were wearing dark red shirts mm-hmm. with white collars, and they're standing on uh, they're they're next to dark mahogany pews. So the light coming down from the ceiling mm-hmm. 
is like the balance. I mean, your their skin and their other stuff with this light coming straight down was there were a couple stops difference. Mm-hmm. So it was you know their red could look great, but then they ghosted out, and so which is one of the reasons why I shot raw. Mm-hmm. But you know I was I was exposing for skin because I figured anything else I could do. I mean, you didn't want them. You wanted yeah. the, you wanted the skin tone and all these kids to be to be corrected, and you could figure anything else out in Lightroom or Photoshop. But yeah, it was weird because I'm like, oh my god, because we metered it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, 800 uh, five six at one twenty fifth or something. Yeah, and I had to go down to like I think I stopped down to past eight. Because you, because it was clearly not, you know, at 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 five six, it was the skin tones were going to be white. Yeah. So I mean, not pinky Huey. It would be like ghosty, you know, like Albert. Right. Albert. And the, in, in the more I think about it, the more I think that that makes sense. Because when you're talking about like an incident, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's we were shooting it without the kids there. Right. We were just walking down the hall. So right. That probably makes sense to me, but. No, interesting. But, but uh, I was very happy you had a light meter because it gave us a starting I, point. It, yeah, yeah, it, I think it I helps. don't carry a light meter anymore. I'd be curious if anybody who's listening to this tells me how many times, unless you're shooting studio, how much you carry. I don't carry a light meter well, anymore. I, I used to carry a light meter everywhere I went, I even the bathroom. Yeah, I, I've done, and you know what You know what spurred me to carry the light meter? I'm almost stupid things. That Fuji. Oh, really? Yeah, it gives me a, a better, a better, quicker read on a situation um i'll tell you that you know nine times out of ten nine times assignment wise out of ten i'm not um but it is handy for when you're trying to uh light something that is uh you know visually separate Mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes any sense um like a gym yeah like a gym um or at least trying to even it out like especially even like i gotta shoot a basketball game tonight and um, there's kind of a, a you know, it's, I, I point my lights towards the, um, what I would call the top of the key, um, and then they feather to each side, and I think there's probably a little overlap, but I'll, it's 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 a hard thing to do. You kind of instinctually Because we guess. can't, and just for people who are listening, we cannot put the lights in the rafters, where no. you would, optimally, you'd have four lights on a, on a basketball court, no. or six, that you would light from above or a yeah. little bit angled out. But here, we're, the, the local gyms that we shoot in have railings, which would be start the second deck of these old field houses. I mean, these yeah. are old W, you know, Work Progress Administration built buildings, you know, yeah. from the... You know, from the depression, so these are cool old buildings, but they're they can they could pose a lighting challenge. So, you know, you can't even put it on the top of the railing because you're a fan would be looking at the back of your light. So right. you have to go to the bottom, the, the lawyer below, and then shoot at basket height. You're, would you say your light is at at, uh, at rim height or above? I, I would probably say it's slightly above. So then you want to point it straight it. out. Mm-hmm. So that you're pointing at the key, the key, the top mm-hmm. of the three-point line. Uh, well, I guess technically the key would be, I don't know. Well, it's somewhere in between there. I Is find it somewhere between the key, top of the key and the three-point line? Top yeah, of the three-point line? Yeah. The fall-off is, is pretty abrupt. Right. But. And so you're not, you know, that the only, I mean, I remember in the days of film when we weren't shooting with a strobe, you're shooting with T-Max 3200, you know, you have a 3028, and you're shooting it down the other end of the, you know, you're getting stuff from the other end of the court. Yeah. 
you're shooting with lights in a gym that you're only lighting half of. Mm-hmm. You pretty much anything from you know anything from the half court line in you're 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 going to be able to get. Yeah. But you know you get that weird shadow occasionally that you know yeah. lighting Some lighting basketball is a whole other topic for a whole other yeah. day. But yeah. it it's um it can be troublesome especially when you don't have an optimal place and you get into these little high school gyms oh. where I mean we we you know, I I hope the guy. That called and Meg, we'll have to talk about this when Meg's on when Meg's not out shooting ice sculptures, but she got uh, this is a teaser for an upcoming episode. Meg got shut down in a little high school gym in the middle of nowhere. She lit the gym. She got off six frames. They stopped the game. You know, I to to get her to turn off the lights, and I think she even got booed. So, you know, she's pretty early in her career. It took me a while to get booed for the first time. <laughs> and I've been booed before. Mm-hmm. I got booed in Orion by Rocky fans. No, by Moline fans. Yeah. What'd it, you do? Well, it was the, the picture that's in my uh, downstairs in my office of the, oh, the kid who gave up the, the game-winning kid. goal, yeah. and he's staring at his hands and the ball's in the net. Such a good photo. Oh, I appreciate that. And the, and the um, But, you know, Moline had never lost to Rock Island. That's the game-winning goal. I mean, it's the shot, folks. Okay, so the next game I have to cover is Moline at Orion, which is a – Orion's a little little – I shouldn't say little country school, but it's a it's a yeah. more rural area school, and the big in town school goes out to play or whatever. And I'm walking down the sideline, and the Moline soccer parents booed me. <laughs> they did booed you, me. I, you, I thought I'm checking this off my list. Yeah. I've been booed by fans. That's did you, did you re- recognize right away? You're like, oh, this is for me. Yeah. Or were you thinking? Oh, no, it was pregame. Just, there was oh, nobody no else kid. to boo. It was you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, there was some expletives and whatever. Wow. And I, I smiled and waved. Yeah. You know, my dad told me to turn the other cheek. What was I going to do? Get in a fight with a bunch of Moline yeah, soccer yeah. parents? What's, yeah, what's I mean, the they fight dirty, man. But hey, There's yeah, no, yeah. But well, you know, but that's a whole. You know, classy. we could we could do a whole podcast about 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 parents and sports. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other uh, for another day. Well, folks, we've done 40 minutes by ourselves. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. We got like other things we got to do now. Mickey yeah. says it's 2.30. Yeah. Yeah. I got my Iowa. We could talk about the, I got the iWatch on here. Oh, I, nice. Yeah. Oh, see, but occasionally it does things. I don't know what it's doing. I'm still, you I'm still a little like an old guy. I still have occasionally like, buttons like on my, my VCR is too small. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my dad with the. Um, sometime we'll have to play the my the technology video or sound bit from my dad when my dad called me from his new cell phone and my he must have been see he died when he was eighty so he was probably in his seventies when he called and he got just got a new cell phone and he was all excited about it and then it went bad when he couldn't figure out <laughs> how to turn it off and the thing and we recorded this on our answering machine yeah. and we left it on the answering machine for years so we could get it like record we so we recorded it so um, I've got it, you know, I've got it saved in like 87 different places cuz whenever I want to hear dad's voice I listen yep. to that nice. and then uh, maybe I'll play it at the close of this podcast cuz that it's pretty it's it's yeah Blair, we'll get him. Oh, we'll get him on the internet. There we go. All right, folks. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Woolley. And we've been talking pictures. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. Mailbox one. You have one old message. Hi. Hi, y'all. This is Dad. Call me on my new cell phone. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye bye.
end of messages. The Talking Pictures podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Talking Pictures is produced by Todd Meisner, Paul Coletti, and Todd Walvert. Thanks to Laura Anderson-Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. Make sure you subscribe to Talking Pictures on iTunes or SoundCloud.